one day we'll be you smart know, enough to write we'll be, down we'll remember how to produce a podcast because every day i forget <laughs> <laughs> how are you well i literally just got home and i was at uh governor kate brown's house yeah um I went because she was hosting this LGBTQ Leaders of Oregon uh, event, the party, soiree, something at her house. And I didn't. So I, I went to something like this in 2019 and then I haven't been back, obviously, since COVID till now. And uh, I didn't know until 2019 that if you're the governor of a state, you live in the governor house. It's like a mini White House in oh. every in every state. So Kate Brown lives in this house until she's not governor anymore then she has to move out and then the new governor moves into this same house it's really crazy um yeah so i went to this party it was it was very small uh i honestly don't know how i got invited <laughs> <laughs> like like yes i'm a queer person who was a leader in oregon but i'm a leader of like an after school care program so I mean, and that's essential work. Child care is essential. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's got to be so many queer leaders in the state of Oregon. So I'm not sure who put who me cares? on the list. Just take oh, it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I drove the hour to Salem to go to it and drink wine with the governor and got to talk to her and take a picture with her. And it was really fun. So that's why eight o'clock. <laughs> that's why I said I can't record till eight o'clock. Okay. The reason that I knew that you did this was Instagram. because... Yes, I was scrolling through Instagram like not <laughs> half an hour ago, and I saw a picture of you in that very shirt that our listeners yeah. can't see. That right. you're wearing. And with this lady, and I was like, oh, cute, Michael and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That... I read the caption, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's the governor. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I know what she looks like, too. Right. So, like, my brain just didn't put you it You just together. don't expect it, like, in your yeah. friend's pictures. <laughs> right. Um. It was sweet because I got to uh, like thank her for all of the grant money that she approved for child care centers because we got oh, a nice. yeah. ton of grant money. And I got to give that out to parents so they didn't have to pay for child care. And I got to give all the teachers in my program these huge bonuses. So it was really cool because she was the one that like approved it and yeah. did it. So it was fun to like be in her house and be like, hey, that was a big deal. That's very appreciated. Thank you. Like yeah, people who I got like parents crying and hugging me over it. So it was fun to like go to the governor and be like, yeah, and be I, able to express that to her. That, that like, was impactful. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. yes, your kind of work is very essential. And I really appreciate what you do. So it was, it was really sweet. And then I got to sit and talk with some people and drink some wine and be in a mansion. The first thing you see when you walk into her house is a framed picture of her with the Obamas, just like what? front and center. Um, so I took a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Heck yeah. But, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what else is new? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I have something to tell you. Okay, something tell I me. did. Tell me. So maybe it was like a week ago now, week and a half ago. I don't know. If not last weekend, the weekend before. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> you know how like now on Instagram, okay. You know how on Instagram or on, I don't know, TikTok, whatever, other social media, if you search for something like say, I don't know, BTS, <laughs> then, then, then for like, example, you know, then like suddenly all of your, if you search for it more than once, mm -hmm. all of your search stuff, like your things you may like, whatever that the algorithm, whatever you want right, to call it right. suddenly is like, Oh, you want to see all this stuff, right? Yeah. So sponsored ads become that blah, blah, blah. Right. So because I'm now on this like BTS kick, mm -hmm. um, a sponsored ad came up on my Instagram a couple weeks ago for like a K-pop pop-up shop in Clackamas Town Center Mall. Amazing. And I was like, wait, what? And it was from this account, like K-pop merch, something, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what. And <clears throat> this ad said that basically Saturday and Sunday, they were, they were going to have a pop-up shop. And if you want to go, you can buy stuff. And it'll be stuff from lots of different bands. Um, and lots of different types of merchandise. And I was like, so I read this and I was like, I kind of want to go. But I felt weird about it because I was like, I'm like almost 42. Sure. <laughs> I, I I literally had the feeling of like, am I going to be standing in line and people are going to be wondering where my 14 year old daughter is? You know what I mean? Right. Like right. Oh, that stuff feels weird. I don't know. But I was also going to see Sean because he's going to dog watch soon. And, and we mm -hmm. hadn't seen each other in a long time. So I was like giving him info and 
we were having lunch and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm seeing him later this afternoon. I have to go anyway. I may as well stop by and see what it's like, right? Again, me being a severe over planner, it started at 11. I got there at 10, 15. There were already people in line. Of course. And I was like, wait, oh my God. I underestimated like this fan, right? So I park, I go get in line. Luckily, I brought my book with me. Like, you know, I was fine. But I was the like the 75th person in line. Oh already. my God. K-pop fandom is it's next level. Insane. It's insane. <clears throat> and so like, I felt awkward at first because, you know, there's like a lot of young women and, and but the half of the line already was also men. So I was like, sure. okay, like whatever. Um, I probably was the oldest person there, even though I probably didn't look like the oldest person. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just stood in line for a while. They didn't open it and like, or I wasn't able to get in until like 12. Wow. So I stood in line for like two hours. Wow. But because I was one of the first hundred people, they gave me a <laughs> wristband, which meant I got a free poster. And I was like, okay. Hey. Right. So um, by the time 11 o'clock rolled around, I don't know if you know the Clackamas Town Center Mall, but there's an entrance where like the theater is. Yeah. And then next to it is Macy's. And if you walk around it, you're like basically starting to walk around the whole mall. Yeah. The line wrapped itself all the way around past Macy's. Wow. And I was like, what? Anyway. So I go in there and I see stuff from two my two of my favorite bands, which are BTS and then this other band called Stray Kids. And it it was weird because there was it, like I'm showing you, but I know like people can't see it, but it's just like this box. I so, it's showed like you this last yellow time. box. Yeah. I mean, not on the show. I mean, probably cut that out. But like, yeah. it's just a box. And I was like, well, I don't know what's in this, but it has the name of like my favorite song of there. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll buy it. It was like 30 <laughs> bucks. But then you open it up. And the, the box itself is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It comes with like this insane photo book that has a million pictures in it of like the, you know, the boy band members, whatever. It comes with all these cards. It comes with stickers. And then the single like at the bottom. And I was like, American music and singles and stuff isn't packaged this way. Not that I know of. No. Like that's uh, unless you spend like a lot of money on a special thing that was produced. Like Scott has this amazing like Tori Amos. Like, I don't know what it is. Like probably several cd set thing but and it comes in a box shaped like a piano like so like yeah i get that but this is literally for like a single like in that whole thing there's one cd with one yeah. song on it and right. then the rest is just extra stuff extra stuff tons of stuff and then they let me choose the poster they like handed me an <laughs> ipad it was crazy it was like very officially handed me a poster with like or uh an ipad with like all these posters on it and you just like scroll through until you see the number you want and then you tell them and anyway the thing that the reason I wanted to tell you this, not just because like I'm obsessed with K-pop now, but it was sort of a weird and interesting like social experiment in a way, because I did have that trepidation about like, oh, I don't know if I want to go here. I'm going to be embarrassed to be there. Right. You right. Know? But like, just like the, the like BL gay tie show stuff, like, I don't know, it's just making me feel happy. And like, yeah, I had this, you know, like I, the music makes me feel happy and it makes me feel light. And I feel like that's sort of valuable right now. So yeah, I'm I'm trying not to question it. But then at the same time, I'm like, am I having a midlife crisis? Because I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so but the thing that I learned the most that I didn't expect was standing in line. I started to look around and just look at, you know, like I think when you go to a concert, I think an amazing photo book would be photos of fans waiting to get into a concert and then you have to kind of like guess from these these photos of these fans who they're going to see mm. you know what i mean like yeah you have, you have like fans going to a lady gaga concert are going to be dressing very different than fans going to like a garbage concert or like a, a, a like Lizzo concert yeah. you know like so that would be such a cool i think interesting yeah. thing to do so i was like looking at like okay so who are all these k-pop fans literally half the line was people from the latinx community really i had, and i and i was like what is going on i didn't expect this and i'm like well i'm latinx and i love it why I mean, do you I'm think latinx that is Latino. i have no idea but huh. the thing the thing that i i guess the only thing i can think of is a friend of mine asked me a while ago we were watching like bts video or i was forcing them on them mm-hmm. and they were like do you think that if this were like the 90s they they could have been popular and i was like absolutely not not in the us yeah and there he was like really and i was like yeah i was like this is literally because of the internet 
in my yeah. opinion. Well, I feel like it, like like boy bands from are they Korean? Yeah, I feel so, like boy bands in Korea were probably happening then. Oh, like, of, uh, absolutely. Like, they were. And, and they so were they would have popular, been. Yeah. And they were insanely popular like throughout Asia. But in the United States, I know people have liked K-pop for a very long time, but it's become much more. Now they have like a K-pop award at the MTV right. Music Awards. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. So now it's become more mainstream. Big and the, the thing that I think is interesting is that the internet has made it so that young people who don't care that music might be in another language can find it and look up look it up on YouTube, get super into it. Now, a lot of YouTube does have subtitling. So like mm-hmm. on a lot of their videos, you can turn the subtitles on and see what the song is about. Mm-hmm. That that didn't happen in the 90s. No. You and I were like listening to it, like downloading a song on like Napster. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. And so I think the internet's really changed it all. Yeah. And the only thing I can guess about a lot of them being, uh, a lot of the fans, I guess, being, latino or latinx because i i don't i'm not used to going places in oregon and seeing a large number of latino people yeah like i'm just not so i was there and we're like oh whoa the only thing i can guess is that like young people in the latinx community are used to code switching in terms of languages like they speak a language at home right that they you know then they switch into english when they're like at school or when they're out with their friends and I think there, and we've also grown up on like telenovelas. Mm-hmm. So you see a K, a K drama, like a Korean TV soap opera show. And you're like, you're not like, this is cheesy. This is, oh my gosh, this is so cheesy. We're used to that right kind of tone of television. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that has to be part of the reason is that like a lot of Latinos just don't care that it's in another, um, another language. It's not because, their first language. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah, and they're already used can... to that. Yeah, and I used to listen, listen to like J-pop in the early 2000s, and I love Utada. I played her free mm-hmm. once in like the cabin we went to. But but yeah, like it's interesting how like K-pop has become so huge. And it, is. I, it, I, and it I, stuck its needles in me. <laughs> I've I've never had that needle stuck in me. I, I get it. I, I guess I kind of get it. Like their music is super catchy, but... Uh, BTS confuses me just in that there's so many people in the band. So there's, there's only seven of them. <laughs> there are only seven. Is that like the biggest band we've boy band? No, we've... Stray Kids has like, I don't know, nine or something. There's oh. like a boy band I just saw uh, that was on the MTV Movie Awards that has um, their band name was called 17, but there's 13 of them. Oh my God. That's a little too much for me. That's like, crazy. And I even felt like seven was a lot when I started listening to BTS but now I'm like, oh no, but you don't understand. Like J Hope's like probably the best dancer, but Jimin's my favorite dancer. So do all is, seven yeah. do they stand apart from each other? Do they all have like their own vibe? Their own yeah, personality? so absolutely they do. But I think that unless you start consuming it a lot, you're not you gonna be able to right. see it. Right, right. And right. part of the pro- so imagine this though. Part of the problem, I think, and part of the reason that I like not rejected getting into them, but was like, uh, I'm not into it, was because when we had the Spice Girls, they had a very distinct like visual styles. They were marketed with nicknames that so were like imagine, telling you what they so were. Victoria didn't like dye her hair red. It's like, no, that's ginger. <laughs> like yeah, ginger spice right, has the red right, hair. Right. You know, like BTS changes their look, their hair. A lot of Korean boy bands do, like every video. So we don't have like a brand. Right. So like, and at first, like even Scott was like, oh, one of them's always blonde. And I was like, I know the one that you're talking about, but that is not true. He has pink, he's had pink hair. He's had black hair. He's had blue hair. Like it's hard to remember them mm-hmm. as an individual, like, like a cartoon visual, character. Right. Because they change their look and their style as they all should. the time. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. Like when they started, they were actually like this, like hip hop hard edge band. Okay. And then when they started doing like poppier stuff, like all their music videos became bright and colorful and whatever, and people okay. loved it. Okay. Anyway. Huh. Cool. <clears throat> I guess if you have a favorite, it's called your bias. Which <laughs> is <It's> so stupid. <laughs> so my bias is Jimin, but it depends on the day because sometimes it's Jungkook. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. What? How old are you're, they? You're scrunching up your nose like, oh, Terry. Like, okay. All <laughs> um, right. I thought they were like early mid 20s. Okay. I, I literally like, I, I've heard every time I hear a BTS song, I'm like, this is good. This is a good song. This is fun. This is catchy. But I've never thought of it to like add to a playlist. Like I've never gotten so, like, to that 
it's so like they some of their music was written by like um like big people yeah like i think ed sheeran wrote a song for them oh funny um yeah so i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna send you a few music videos okay do uh, it just just watch them mm-hmm. and and if if for nothing else just to because pre- like we're gearing up now for like a 10 episode podcast about B- do i tell you everything about bts uh okay <laughs> no 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 but the way that i really came to like just like i came to appreciate britney on our other podcast with yeah. like i i have always said i will watch a movie even if it's terrible solely if it has great costumes or yeah. if it has great music like there's certain things that yeah. you know like so for me britney again it like got me it, 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 it's just like fun music that made me like cool i'll put this on while i'm cleaning the house and I'll put this on when I go to the gym and it'll, it has its value. She has her value mm-hmm. in a way that like I was overlooking because I was trying to be like, well, but does she do this? But she, it's like, no, that's not who she is. So in the same way, I feel like even if you just watch the music videos for the awesome visuals for the dancing, their dancing's insane. Yeah. Um, then like, it's cool for just that. Yeah. Anyway, cool. I won't, I'll, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, I mean, pop off, do it. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have it all on your playlist here soon great um anyway i want to get into um drag race france but i don't know if you've seen any of it i've seen none of it i know that uh the head judge is nikki Nikki doll Doll. yeah Yeah. i so i actually think she's kind of fun and do you care about spoilers (laughs) no okay so spoilers guys whatever it's over now (laughs) um so i thought the season was interesting i thought it was fun for the most part I thought there were a couple queens who, no matter what they did, never really looked like they were in drag. Okay. Um, never looked that great in drag. No, never really looked like they were in drag. Oh, what do you mean? Like they, like, just looked like a boy with a wig on. Kinda. Okay. They didn't like have that elevated. So, I'm, and I'm not someone who says like, oh, well, they didn't pad, they didn't have hips, they didn't have boobs. That's not the point. Like, right. some of the queens didn't do that much. But like Naomi Small doesn't pad, right? Right. But her, but her silhouette and her references—it's intentional like on point. Yeah. That you know that oh, she wants to look like a '90s supermodel. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm not looking for boobs and hips and whatever yeah. on her. But she complements her long body with yeah. good silhouettes, right? Yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a contestant this uh, on this Drag Race France this season. Um, her name's Lolita Banana. <laughs> okay. She's from Mexico. And she has lived in France for like 12 years and she was on the show. She's really good. Um, she, she's very dramatic. There's a lip sync where she like shaves her head on stage. Wow. I know. I was like, what? Um, but something happened sh- that really, really bothered me. And not enough people I think are talking about it. And it's really making me mad. Um, basically they get to an episode where they have to do like the makeover challenge with another person right mm-hmm. all of the yeah drag is for everybody yes blah blah blah. but all the other contestants besides her the person they make over is like their best girlfriend okay right his so person, it was like people from their lives yes came... yeah and they're all thin tiny young women okay like you know like cis women yeah and which which is which just makes me think like if someone is gonna go on drag race are they immediately like looking for their their skinniest, tiniest? And they're like, "You're my best friend, friend, right? You're my best friend, right? Yeah. I can like give them your name when I go." Like, right, right. Oh, are you serious? You like already I, look like a drag queen. Yeah, his person is his best friend, who's also Mexican, but who also has been living in France and is married and has kids there and whatever. And it's a straight guy, but they're both dancers, right? Okay. And I think that's kind of how they probably knew each other. And this, but this straight guy doesn't have any hangups about doing drag or being like feminine. He's like, no, I kind of want to do this for my daughters to show them like that their dad in, in a way, I mean, he doesn't exactly say this, but it's, but basically what he's getting at in my mind was like, well, but it's not shameful to be a woman. So why would I place this like shame on my daughters are going to see that, that I think it dressing like a girl is bad or is like, right, whatever. Right. you know, it's like, no. So they're pretty close. They he, Lolita does an amazing job of putting this guy it's like ms cracker level right like okay and this person not only looked like a woman like a but looked like him so like they had they a had strong family resemblance right because gotcha. they're supposed to have, do a family resemblance kind right. of challenge whatever right. right right so 
I don't know if you've seen them before, but in like they do these dances in Mexico called Baile Folklorico, and the women have these humongous skirts. Yes, I saw and, that when right, I was in so, Mexico. Like, they're yeah. flying all around. So yes, and so my mom used to do that kind of to teach that kind of dancing, and so she's got some of those, and I grew up with that, and whatever. So they come out on the stage. They're both wearing those, but they're holding the fabric tight up in front of them. And when they come out at the end of the runway, they open up and twirl, and all these flower petals like come out. It's great. It was beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. There's a judge named Kitty Smile. And I can't stand this guy because... His name is Kitty Smile? Yeah. Imagine this scenario, okay? Imagine Carson or Ross or Michelle saying to Shea Coulee or Monet Exchange, so we get it. We've, like, seen enough of your culture I think like it's time to kind of set the African aside and give us like a little more American because you live here in this country. So like, we want to see more of that. (laughs) Would they ever say that to them? No, that would never fly. That's racist. Yeah. It's fucked up. And that's literally what he says to her. Only we get the, we, we've seen your culture. We get it. You're Mexican, but you live here. So we need to see more of the France now. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's fine. And up. I get it. Like maybe sh- showcasing Mexican visual pride entirely on like Drag Race France might not be what you want to represent France. But like, you can't say that. that no, you can't so, say that. It, it's heinous. Yeah. It, I would. I would love. He. He could have easily said, "We love seeing your culture. It's beautiful. It's so colorful and vibrant, and so different than some of what these other girls are doing." Mm-hmm. I would really love to see how you interpret French culture through your, through yeah. your color, French visuals through your Mexican culture. That would be so cool. Let's I've like cross pollinate yes. culture. I'd be like, I've like, never seen anyone do that. Yeah. That would be so amazing. And how does right. a Mexican living in France view France? Nope. He's just like, we've, we get it. <laughs> They're like less Mexican, more French. And it, I've been having a lot of conversations about this lately where part of the reason that, so like I, I would visit France. I have a really good friend that lives there. Mm-hmm. I would totally visit her. <clears throat> I do want to kind of see it one day, but I don't have the same desire that I think other people do, in especially in America, of wanting to go there. Because when think think of it this way, like haven't have you ever seen a movie where like, oh, I want to go to France. Um, the fashion, the food, the oh, ooh, it's so fancy. You know what I mean? Like, right? Can I, can I tell about when I went to France? Uh, sure, yeah, for a weekend because I was in London doing theater mm. and me and my friends were like, let's just go for the weekend. We got completely lost. We ended up in like a trashy part of Paris, but even in the nice areas, it was stinky. It was crowded. It was I was thinking I would literally see people on like their bikes with a baguette sticking out their basket and it'd like smell bread and coffee everywhere and everything would be so romantic. I didn't find any of it romantic. I was actually pretty turned off by it. And I, I I I feel like I could try again, but it. Well, I feel like you're so you're so it's not like you're not acknowledging that there are beautiful and great whatever things in France, but your experience going there wasn't. It wasn't bad. what I thought. Yeah, and 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 it only was Paris that I saw. I didn't go to the countryside or to small towns that I'm sure yeah. are like so beautiful, but Paris as a city, it was not as approachable and beautiful as I expected. It yeah, was a little. Like, it was a little rough. So people are, in, for, I think the American media feeds us this idea that yeah, France, big time. France is fancy. Mm-hmm. Mexico is scary and gross. Exactly. And dirty. Right. right. Yeah. You'll get kidnapped. Uh, I think Mexico City is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen in my entire life. I would love to go. It, no, we it, when we were lost in Paris, I had people staring at me like they were going to rob me. Like it was, oh, it was sketchy. So my friend Daniel, who grew up, born and raised in Mexico City, he was telling me, he's like, I have been mugged twice in my life. Both times were in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Paris is sketchy. He's like, I have lived and grown up in Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> what right. people I think in America would think like, oh, so dangerous. I'm going to get mugged here. I'm going to get kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, what? I My takeaway was that Paris was the kind of city that you only really appreciate if you have a lot of money. Otherwise, sure. it's just kind of gross. Yeah. So I don't, and, and that's to me, the great thing about Mexico city is that it's the cheapest vacation you can take for like, but for the best for food yeah, for entertainment, like, all, like the museums are free. 
mm-hmm. the and they're amazing. Like the um the restaurant Scott and I ate our way through that city and barely spent any money. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Anyway, so it really bothered me this Drag Race France thing, uh, but yeah, at the end cool. because in that episode that she, she does great in that episode, right? So yeah. they have no reason to eliminate her, but they come up with a well, we don't know what to do here because, you know, nobody really did bad. So we're going to make you basically all lip sync for your life against each other. Oh, my God. And then they say that she did the worst, which is not true. And then they send her home. I hate when they do shit like that. But it's like, do you just needed to get rid of her that bad? That's like, such a cop Okay. Out. It's stupid. So when she leaves, she's like, call me Drag Race Mexico. And everybody now is like, oh, she should host. Yeah, for she sure. Host. Yeah, she should. That'd be awesome. She yeah. made it further than Nikki did. Ugh. Um. So anyway, Drag Race France. I guess watch it if you feel like it. But uh, boo. I'm actually really loving Drag Race Down Under. I don't know if you're watching it. I haven't started it because I wanted to finish Canada. Because I can't. I can't oh, do. Canada, you can't do more than one. I can't English do one at two. I can't do two <clears throat> seasons of any Drag Race at the same time. I get way flip flopped around. Yeah. And then I'll have my favorite one, and then I'll watch the other one and be like, "Where is she?" And then I'm like, "Oh, she's in the other one." Yeah. I have to like finish so Canada, one. Canada's finale, I think, is tonight. Oh, cool. Okay, I need so to then, catch up. So then after that, start down under season two because there's there's one or two queens that I really love. Cool. And there's one that I'm obsessed with and Rue loves her because she kind of is like, she's she's like trashy and has no taste, it, like visually. Yeah. But she sell, she wears it like she thinks she is the hottest shit in the world and RuPaul loves it. That's amazing. <laughs> her name's Spanky Jackson. And, <laughs> okay. and I fucking love her. I'll watch she's for her. really, really great. Um, but yeah, so I think Canada ends tonight. So, I mean, as of this recording, um, but, uh, I don't know if you saw, but they did, they did a casting call world of wonder, put out a casting call, um, for Queens of high caliber throughout Germany, Brazil, and Mexico. Okay. And so they didn't announce that they're doing drag race, Germany, Brazil, and Mexico, but I don't know why World of Wonder would be putting out a casting call in those countries. Otherwise, you know. How has there not been Drag Race Mexico? Oh, like the, thing, the Drag the Race franchise. Me, the thing that bothers me so much is that they have a franchise called Drag Race UK versus the world or <laughs> Drag Race Canada versus the world, which is going to be the next season of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how versus the world is it? There's been if, like five countries. If you're missing the entire an entire hemisphere. Yeah. Like, right. And, and Mexico is a North American country, but anything south of the United States, like that's okay, then that's more than one hemisphere. <laughs> like right, it's a hemisphere right. and a half. Like and it, there's like not not there's no franchise in Latin America. Yeah. And I don't understand because like there's already four seasons of La Mas Draga, which is a Mexican drag competition right, on right, YouTube. Right. And it's incredible. But but Europe has like eight franchises. We're going to get... And we're getting Sweden and I guess Germany now. It's like, come before on. Before Mexico. When yeah. we started in America and it's right there, we've had two seasons of Canada. Also, they have more than enough queens now who are from Puerto Rico yeah, or from... Right. Or from other places that speak Spanish as a primary language, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that they could do an entire season of drag race, drag race, like um, I don't know what you would call it, but like of the Latin queens, and they could yeah, do it in Spanish. Totally. I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> well, so yeah, ask us. I'm excited. Hopefully, they'll get there soon. Yeah. Um. So there's two more shows I want to talk about. Okay. Have you seen Only Murders in the Building? No. I am curious about it but not enough to start it i i i i have like mixed feelings about uh i love steve martin and then it's who else martin uh short. martin short i think martin short kind of bugs me sometimes he's amazing <laughs> sometimes he's annoying sometimes he's too much and i love selena gomez but i don't know if i want to buy her in a show even though i've heard she's amazing in it she's really good in it yeah, I love her. I just, like I love her speaking voice. Yeah, I mean I love her singing voice too. Yeah, she doesn't sing in the show, but she plays a very sort of like, like calm, stoic, kind of just like snarky character. Love it. 
but who has gone through like trauma. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to kind of see what unfolds for her character. The second season just ended and it's really fun. It's like, like if you want like a murder mystery. Okay. I'll add um, it to my list. And, and the second season was a different mystery. And, you know, it's, and they've just set up a third season. Tina Fey is in it way more than I thought she was. Really? Oh yeah. Um, and Nathan Lane is in it too. The second season had Amy Schumer in it. Fun. Um, the first season had Sting in it. <laughs> like there's these weird cameos, but I think you'd like it if you're in the mood for like a light. Where does this sound? Like a light comedic murder mystery. Fun. Yeah. So you should I'm check into it that. out. Okay. I think it's really good. I I'm almost when that. I was in New York, I didn't have the I girl i did not have the strength but when i was in new york i one of the things i was going to do if i had like an extra day or if i it wasn't like a gajillion degrees was um go see the building where they they film because they use a real building in new york as like yeah. the apartment building for it um and i was gonna go see it but then i was like no it's too hot i can't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyway there's one more show okay and it i i know you haven't seen it but it's called <laughs> it's called his man I saw that on the list that you sent me and I was like, I don't even know. I've never even heard of that. So the, okay. So here's how I'll present it to you. The first five episodes were posted on YouTube. And then once the sixth episode like was released, all of it went off YouTube. And I was like, what, what? But now I'm in and that's how they got me. And so I signed up for like a month's membership of this other streaming service online. But the reason I started watching it is because it is a gay reality dating show but it but it's korean it's the first and it's the first ever korean tv show featuring like gay men in, like in in any kind of dating capacity and so the first korean one yeah ever yeah. okay um because you know i guess it's not as widely accepted on tv there for some you know whatever um but it was so interesting to watch because on an american gay dating show like, so I wouldn't say it's so much, it is very much dating focused, but like they all live in a house together, like the real world. Mm-hmm. And if this were American, I feel like episode one, half of them are naked in the hot tub. People are making out. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In this, everything is so proper and so polite and so like, it's just not a mess. Mannered that it's, it for me, very interesting to watch because it's like episode six when someone gets brave enough to ask if they can hold another one of their hands. And I was like, what? So the thing that I found interesting was um, in the first episode, they bring in like six guys and they aren't allowed to say how old they are. And they also aren't allowed to say what their profession is. Huh? And I, I don't know, but I'm, I guess like a lot of people, a lot of the men there had a slightly difficult time with it because um, age and and seniority of who's older than who is important, I guess, in Korean culture. Hmm. And one of them kept keeps calling them some sort of like not a pet name, but like um, like they keep saying like old um, senior is what they keep calling everybody. And one of the guys gets mad. He's like, how do you know? Not mad. Nobody gets mad on the show. <laughs> but he's like, how do you know you're younger than me? I'm like, you don't. And he's like, yeah. I just assume I am. But like, it was interesting when finally they're able to say what they do. One of them like is a brand manager. One of them is a sommelier. One of them is like a drag queen. One, It's really interesting. Um, and then they like do little things where every night they can call one person in the house that they like. <laughs> on the phone and talk to them for a, one minute and say whatever they want. But because there's like no other rules, you could call somebody and they could be in a room with everyone. And so then everybody would know that you called that person or the, you could be alone. So nobody would know. One time a guy calls and he's so nervous that he doesn't say who he is. And so the other guy's like, I don't know who just called me. <laughs> But it was really cute. Oh, that sounds really, really cute. It's really cute. And and there's um there's one like not challenge, but they do a thing where they each have to write um like their name on a piece of paper and then put it in the mailbox of the guy who they want to go on a date with. And if <laughs> and if any of them matched, then those people would get to go on a date. Like it's I don't know, it's cute. 
That's but, um, but it was very interesting to watch just because it's such a different culture and there's such a, I think, different sort of set of rules that we don't know. And learning about the way people, I think, meet and date, especially queer people in other cultures was so interesting. Yeah, that's really, that um, sounds really <clears throat> cute. Yeah. And, yeah, and really a nice cute. and a nice refreshing break from people just blacked out drunk and get, jumping in hot tubs. Right. And... Well, the one episode I really remember that I would watch again is they're all sitting around in the basement of this their house and they're all playing Jenga together. <laughs> and very rarely do they all do something together except maybe eat. Um, but each Jenga block has like a question on it. And so instigates really interesting like one of them was like um tell us about your coming out experience mm. so then they do and then another one was like oh i'm not really out to anyone and another person's like oh when i came out my parents kicked me out da, da, mm. da, da. so like it's interesting because that gets them to open up otherwise they probably wouldn't have shared a lot of this stuff right um and so they all have really interesting conversations and like some of them get emotional there's one guy who like never gets to go out with the guy he wants one guy who nobody ever called, but he's like the funniest guy. And by the end of the show, he was like my favorite. Mm. I know. And and I don't think the other guys in the house find him to be as attractive as the other men. Mm-hmm. And so when they find out that his job before he was like a brand manager was that he was in in professional training to be a K-pop idol. They're all like, what? And he's like, yeah, I did that for a long time. Wow. I yeah. always thought that like the idea of a gay dating show was funny because we could never do kind of like a bachelor setup where there's like one right. man that everyone's trying to get because all the guys would just start dating and yeah. messing around with each other. And so I guess it'd have to be like a polite culture without it just turning into a debacle. Right. There's so there's like two guys who like the same guy mm-hmm. and that and the most the most fight there is on this show is that the other one gets so angry that he just excuses himself and goes into his room he's like i gotta go Give yeah a break but then you see like how like you, you see how like so much more emotion is being bottled up and like right it, so and of course the subtitles are kind of always like slightly iffy sure but so much of what they say is like like when one of them says oh i like you and the other guy's like oh okay <laughs> the, the guy that first says it is like am i a burden to you <laughs> but they say that a lot like am yeah. i being a burden to you Huh. And it was very interesting. Like, I just don't want to tell you that I like you because I'll be a burden to you. Interesting. And I was like, oh, what? Like, that is crazy. I don't know. So anyway. What is it called? It's called His Man. His Man. Yeah. What's it on? It's on this uh, streaming service called IQIYI. I don't know. <laughs> All <laughs> <Girl>. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. If, if any of it's on YouTube, I'll send you a link. Okay. I'll send you some videos to watch tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's a rumor about the MCU that I don't know if you've heard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I know who the actress Jodie Comer is. Jodie Comer. Yeah. What about I know her from? Um, I believe you would know her from killing Eve. I never watched it. Okay. I'm looking at her now. She was in something else. Um, So I'm looking it up right now. Let's see what else she was. Well, she did. Um, so she, she was in Fleabag. She was. Oh no! Wait, no, she wasn't. That's just oh, similar. Something I knew her from. Maybe uh, not. Hang on, Jodie Comer. She was not in Fleabag. So maybe she, she was... just like looks like that kind of person that I've seen in a lot of stuff. So she was in. Yeah, she was in the movie The Last Duel, which I did not see. She was in the movie Free Guy, which I didn't see. I did see Free um, Guy. It was um... okay. She had a tiny role in Star Wars, you know, whatever. She's, yeah, whatever. But she's got a very recognizable face. She does. The rumor is that today it was supposed to be announced, but it wasn't, I think, because of very big global news that happened. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah. Um, it was in, the rumors going around that she's been cast as Sue Storm. Really? Yeah. And I think she won an Emmy for Flea, or not Fleabag, for uh, Killing Eve. She's okay. really good. She, and she, in that, in that, uh, in that show, she plays like a weird, like assassin kind of spy person who can take on kind of different. Okay. Ident- I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I did not see that coming. 
yeah i uh um i didn't yeah i i would just i don't know why i always assumed it probably just because it's what the fans made up is that emily blunt would do it because it'd be john krasinski and emily yeah. blunt is like that couple right is I, is, is do you think john krasinski is still gonna be mr fantastic i don't know because i that was like another that, universe I, the rumor and... is that pen the rumor is that pen i don't know how to say his name pen bag bagley okay He's in the it's, he's in the TV show You. He was in Gossip Girl. Okay. The rumors going around that he's the one that they've cast. Okay. And I'm like, just dude, you already had John. Uh, and Christine. he was such a good one. He's such a big name. It was so yeah. satisfying to see him. There. Um, I saw a picture of like who the rumored cast was. The Johnny Storm I did not know, and then the thing was like Jason Segel. Jason Segel. How how do I know that name? Oh, you know, he was on How I Met Your Mother. He was married to Allison Hannigan on that show. American Pie. A, uh, no. Um, oh, Jason Segel. Forgetting, forgetting yes, Sarah yes, Marshall. Yes. yes. Yeah. 1000%. With the Muppets. So yeah. he is the thing. Okay. That's what the rumored cast is. I, don't I know. mean, that just makes me feel like Fantastic Four movies are just kind of cursed. Yeah. So yeah. whatever, just move on. Go to X Men. Do your thing. I know. Come on already. I'm ready. I think. For in, it. I think in a previous episode we talked about like how are they going to do this, and I was and my thought was that like oh they'll probably do something like they went into space like a long time ago, right? And just come back now. And I read something that like the Secret Invasion TV show is going to address that, and that Nick Fury is going to say that there were like a group of ten people that went into space and he hasn't heard from them. But yeah. 10 is not four, girl. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to what, wait. Uh, what are you going to watch tonight? Other than all these videos that I send you? Uh, uh, well, I finished Sandman. Um, Ooh, I got to start it. It was amazing. It was the trippiest thing to watch while oh, yeah. I was at Burning Man. Man. It was yeah. so trippy. Um, what else have we got to watch? I, I'm watching Below Deck uh, Mediterranean right now. Oh. and I'm watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that's right. I just finished it, too. I'm recording a so podcast good. With a about it. Uh, so do you want to talk about it a little bit? Uh, let's save it for another one. Okay. Because I want to get into Give Me More real bad. Do it. So, okay. For our Give Me More segment, first of all, I listened to the 20-minute voice message ah. after you sent it to me. And my big takeaways is, first of all, I'm really annoyed that people are classifying this as a rant because there was nothing ranty about it i thought she sounded so calm and collected oh, yeah yeah it's not a rant it's not a rant and and it was so eloquently stated and she sounded like she was very self-aware and knew where she was coming from and there are reasons behind everything and it it like it confirmed so many things for me that I still hadn't heard her say until now. And it was so good. I, I, I like made me emotional because she was like, she was just like, yeah, like I'm not selling an interview. Like I'm mm -hmm. not trying to make money off of my story anymore. Like there's no reason. And I'm so glad that she's taken that stance because it doesn't need to be a big publicized thing. Like we were saying last time, like, I don't want, she doesn't need to have this like big comeback. Um, and when she talked about how, and it was really sad to hear her part of just being like really confused and kept in the dark. And, and, you know, I remember when she was doing her Vegas residency and doing, you know, little jobs here and there and going on the Ellen show and, you know, people who were big fans of hers, we were all saying like, she seems so robotic and there seems to be something missing and we can't tell if she's happy or not. Maybe she's drugged up. Maybe she's depressed. Maybe she's just like this now. And to hear her now be like, I didn't want to do it. I yeah. just didn't want to do it. <clears throat> and, and like she was kept so in the dark and detached from anybody who would want to do things that you're being told to do when you're not able to have any control over your life. And I did appreciate that she mentioned recording glory. Cause it's one of my favorite albums of hers. And I felt like there was such a spark in that album of a new version of her that was genuine and, you could tell that she was invested in it. So it was fun to hear her talk about that and be like, when I recorded Glory, it was the first time I'd felt that spark in a long time. So it just, it was very affirming for me. I feel like she's actually in a really good place. And I feel like, you know, we're so used to this, uh, jumping to this conclusion that she's crazy and she's not well. And look at her Instagram and look at how she talks and look at her eye makeup. And like she's just being a human being and she's fine like let her have silly videos of her dancing around she's not even being that crazy and 
So I don't know. I hearing, I hearing it made me wonder like, who would this person even be if she hadn't gone undergone this conservatorship? Right. right. Yeah. I think we mentioned last time a little bit about like, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to get you some help for a few months. Mm-hmm. We're going to whatever. It's like, it just didn't end. And she was just held, <clears throat> you know, yeah. against, against her will for I don't know, like some. Yeah. For like what? 15 years, 15 years. I, her saying that she doesn't want to do an interview. I mean, I think that's great. And she already kind of said everything that like, I think she probably wouldn't an interview right now. Mm-hmm. But one day if she did decide to do it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't be like, oh, what now you want? Just because like some days there's certain things like about my identity and my mm-hmm. upbringing that I don't even want to think about. Yeah. And then there's some days where I need to talk about it a lot. Yeah. And the so fact maybe right now, she's just like, dude, I just don't want to talk about it right now. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. She's unpacking it. <laughs> and like, she doesn't need to. She's not trying to take advantage of this moment when everyone is thinking about her to monetize it, which is yeah. what most people in that world would do. They're like, this is my moment. I need to claim this moment. I need to like get like book all the interviews and do all the things. And she's just like, I don't need it. Like she doesn't need the money. Yeah. She's not trying to relaunch her career. She's trying to be free for the first time. And it's going to take a long time, maybe the rest of her life to actually feel free again um yeah and then her fucking ex-husband i want to i just want to so is this in up. regards to the post she made on instagram uh that's because i don't know anything about what's happened with an ex-husband so okay with kevin federline yeah um so kfed posted something on his instagram saying hey, I just have to be upfront about this. This is my kid's experience. This is how they feel about their mom. These are videos that they've taken in privacy that he posted. And it was trying to defame Britney. It was trying to make her look like a crazy mom and look at how crazy she is. And I'm the normal dad. And I've been these kids' backbone. And she has been crazy. There was two videos that they posted that her kids took. One was while one kid was in bed. And the other video was uh, one kid filming from the back of a car. So the one in bed, it was Brittany standing there and just being like, I am your mother. You need to respect me. You need to listen to me. And if I say you need to take, I'm taking your phone away. I'm taking your phone away. Like you're not listening to me. And so Kevin posted this being like, look how crazy she is. And I was like, that sounds like a normal mom. Fucking what mom has not said that. (laughs) And what, you know, if a mom doesn't do that, then she might not be the best mom. Like moms need to throw it down. And then the one in the car was her being like, it is snow outside and you're in sandals. I'm not letting you get out with sandals on. You need shoes on. Like that's essentially what it was. So it just makes Kevin look so bad and um well him saying anything at this point is just gonna look like he's trying to capitalize on the fact that she's in the public eye again because he has nothing going like in her response that she wrote on instagram she's like maybe you can explain to me why he hasn't had a job in 15 years because he gets thirty thousand dollars a month from britney's estate a month and he is constantly going to court asking for more saying that 30 grand a month is not enough because he feels like he needs to live this level of luxury to compete with his ex-wife so that the kids have the same kind of experience in both houses he gets 30 grand a month and he has since those kids have been alive so he's doing just fine and it's just interesting because the kids are getting older one is 15 the other 16 So I think he's starting to feel that once they turn 18, he gets cut off completely. Mm -hmm. So I think he is grasping and grasping and grasping for anything, anything he can do to say she's unfit. I need more money. And it's pathetic. And like, yeah, first of all, he's just he was a backup dancer from 2006. So we can put him to rest. We can like what I would love is for <laughs> you're like you sound like we can take him out to the barn and shit. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we, we brought him to we brought him to a farm. We didn't kill him. He's he's a free range Kevin Federline now. Like he needs to go to bed. He needs to be done. Like I think that we just as a society just need to not even give him any attention. Like if yeah. he comes out and says things and posts videos of Britney and things his kids said, uh, we just ignore it. Unfortunately, I think people are just going to eat it up. Yeah, they are. You know? 
And so, it's sad. Yeah, whatever. So it's, she wrote this response on Instagram that I felt for the most part wasn't disparaging of her kids in any way. She mm-hmm. was just she was very much like, I love my kids. I do the I try to be the best mom I can. I'm sorry that maybe I didn't live up to what your expectations were. But I in a way, it sounds like she's trying to get them to uh, her kids to understand like can you think about like what maybe the family has done to me for the past 15 years or can her kids oh. and, and i i do worry because i'm i'm sure kfed has like told their kids a bunch of lies or a, a version of the story that makes kevin look good and mom look bad but uh i hope at some point they can realize that the big reason why she you know went along with the conservatorship is because they would hang her her kids custody over her head she did it for her kids she wanted to be in her kids lives otherwise she probably would have just ran away yeah but they kept saying well if you want to see your kids if you want to be with your kids if you want to be a mom and she really you know that was her main goal was to be a good mom so hopefully one day her kids can see that um but who knows i don't know yeah <sighs> But I am happy for her. I'm happy she's able to have her voice and do her own thing, <clears throat> you know, have a song with Elton John and kill it. So I think yeah. she I think she's in a good place and I think she's going to continue to be in a good place. And I just really, really love that she's able to say how she really feels. She's not holding back. She has no filter. And I love her for it. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's our episode. That is our episode. <laughs> I'm going to go, I guess, watch TV. I, I, I still haven't had dinner since I'm gonna drinking, go oh, yeah. well, drinking wine with a governor. Did you have um, some apps while you were there? Some... Yeah, they were kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they were the exact same apps that they had in 2019. It was like prosciutto wrapped uh, cantaloupe, uh, bacon wrapped dates, and like a veggie tray. So it wasn't dinner, but I did yeah, no, try so to make it dinner. dinner. Yeah, I need dinner, dinner. Um, well, yeah, go do it. I will. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Well, see you on the next See you next time. Bye. Bye.